Thank you, guys. You got it, pal. Appreciate that. Howard Eskin coming up with us in about five minutes. Hey, one thing I just want to address here, and for some people this will be the first time you've heard it. Others, you might have woken up and seen this news. It's really horrible news. It's horrible news. Um, Jeremiah Trotter's wife passed away two days ago. Um, so I just want to express the deepest of deep um, sympathies and condolences to Jeremiah, to his children, and his entire family um, on the passing of Tammy Trotter. Um, she was a wonderful person. They had been married a long time. She had cancer. Um, she, she passed away two days ago. Trot uh, released the information with an Instagram post, and I'll read it to everyone here. Jeremiah wrote, uh, It's with a heavy heart that I must tell you that my beautiful wife lost her battle to breast cancer yesterday. Please keep my family in prayer as we battle through this difficult time. Thank you and love you all. Listen, Trot is, and I don't have to say this to anyone. Everyone knows it, but I'll say it anyway. Trot is one of our all-time favorites as a player and, more importantly, as a person. I mean, John, he was your teammate. He's, you know, James, we've worked with him for a long time. You and yep. I both did. A lot of time. There, there's, there's, there's no better person. I mean, he's just an amazing person. He's got a beautiful family. I mean, his heart is obviously, you know, I'm sure shattered right now. I was texting with him yesterday. Um, just, I just love the guy, and it, and it just hurts a lot to know that he's going through such awful grief and pain right now. So I just want to say to everyone out there, you know, if you believe in the power of prayer, please go for it and pray because, you know, he and his children are going to certainly need some help and just around town and society for the next days. I told him yesterday, I said, listen, man, there's a lot of people are going to be in your corner in the days, weeks, mm-hmm. months, and years ahead, you know, helping him with the kids, helping him with his grief. It's just, it's going to be a process, but I just want to say just the most profound, sincere, deepest condolences to Trot and his family. And John, I know you love the guy too. You play with him there for you know a couple of years. It's no finer person, man. Great teammate, great person. Uh, just yeah, my heart goes out to him. I can't imagine three kids. You mm, know, two two of terrible. them playing college football, and uh, it's a brutal situation. So uh, condolences to the axe man and his family. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Howard Eskin will join us coming up. It's awful to transition, you know, from that to, you know, let's get back to talking about sports. But it is what we do. But I just wanted to address it because I love the guy. We all love him. And it's, uh, it's, it's just devastating news. Tammy was a wonderful person. I didn't know her too well, but I knew her a little bit. And to the extent I knew her, uh, just a great person. So just all love to the Trotter family. Let's go back to the phones. 215-592-9494. Howard Eskin with us in, in about two minutes. Let's go to Scott right now in King of Prussia. Hi, Scott. Hey, good morning, guys. Prayers for Trot. Um, you know, just hearing that, um, it's a reminder of just perspective on things yeah. and sports. And, and just, you know, uh, sports gives us a wonderful distraction from um, the major things in life. And um, just prayers out for him and no, his family. No question, Scott. Um, getting back to, to baseball, listen, Thompson's mind was made up based upon the way he had been managing. And mm-hmm. Wheeler also knew that. And based on the situation, it was a hundred percent certainty as soon as uh, Thompson was heading out to the mound that he was taking Wheeler out of the game. Okay. Wheeler could have put his glove up to his face, thrown a fit, all the little baseball things wouldn't have mattered. He was coming out. The decision was made. He does not. And let me repeat this. He does not owe him an apology. Now that being said, what he could do is give him an explanation. You have mm-hmm. an adult conversation, man to man, privately. And that's something that doesn't get out and you move on from it. But as far as an outright apology, no, Joe. It's just not the case. 
You, you got, here's what you got to do, Joe. I want you to take a deep breath, mm-hmm. and I want you to let it go. Oh. Oh. Just the part where you guys team up. <laughs> it is. This is the... This is the well, Scott wanted to play it over his phone. I was Boy. like, dude, just let me do it. It'll sound way better. So, John, this is where, Rhea, these guys do this to me sometimes. I love a it. A caller will tell James yes. something off the air and tee up something on the air. Well, listen, you have to appreciate the fact that the callers are also trying to produce the show. And I think that that's very helpful. Yeah, except, Scott, we're yeah. talking about, like, the World Series, man. I mean, the yes, Super Bowl are. and the World Series. This listen. wasn't a game in June. This is, jo- Jim, Joe, that's where I agree with you. Oh, you never let go World live. Series or Super Bowl. Oh. That's right. Listen, it's not something that we're going to let go of, but it is something that, that, that you know, you just have to live with, and you can't mm. let it rule the day. All right, Scott, you know, Scott, we go, got we, we got to get to the king. Uh, give me an answer, something unique in a movie. Uh, I don't know if this has been said because uh, it seemed a little late. If it has, I apologize. But uh, the E.T. scene where he's riding the bike yep. and they take off into the sky with the moon. You got I mean, that, that's just a classic. It, it is indeed. It's a very, very cool scene. All right, coming up in one minute, we'll talk to the King, Howard Eskin. Why not take your favorite casino action on the go with the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app? Odds, slots, bets, and games all in the palm of your hand. It's Philly's favorite sportsbook and casino app and the only casino app I've recommended for over four-plus years on the air. The Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app has all your favorite casino games, including 8, 8 Fortunes, Cleopatra Gold, Wheel of Fortune, and more. Experience roulette, baccarat, blackjack, and more, all from the comfort of home. Plus, lots of progressive slots like Divine Fortune, Imperial Wealth, and Venice Amore. Bring the excitement of the casino everywhere you go. Do not miss this limited time offer. New users play now. Get up to $750 bonus plus 500 free spins. All your favorite casino games ready when you are on the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. You must be 21 and over and located in PA or New Jersey. New users only. Casino bonus must be wagered. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right. Let's welcome in the king, as we will every Thursday at this time. From a greater king to a lesser king. But a king nonetheless as we go, John, from Elvis to Howard. Sponsored by PDQ Signature Systems. If you're in the restaurant, hospitality, or casino business, you need a PDQ POS system. With PDQ POS, you'll sell more, earn more, and work less. If you want the best, trust PDQ POS. PDQPOS.com. All right, recently back from the uh, Philly Spring Training, Howard asking with us. How you doing, King? I am just great, and just like PDQ, Joe, it seems like every time I come on with you, I've got to help and straighten you out. Yeah, well, you're probably not alone in thinking that. All right, what's the issue today? Okay, all right. It was yesterday or the day before that you started whining about how bad it's going to be when Hertz gets the contract. It's going to be tough. uh, Well, yeah, but here's what you don't understand, Joe, and it's pretty simple. It will not be a big hit this year because, like other contracts for quarterbacks, Josh Allen was one, Patrick Mahomes was another. He's got a year left on a contract. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Although there will be a little signing bonus money on there, the contract really won't start for another year. It does make it. You got a little window. Yeah, Howard, it does make it. This is a special year, Joe. It does make it easier, but I will say this, and I I think you're smart enough to know this. 
those guys they could sign that are that was quite a cut. I know, yeah. pretty big. You know, the Bradburys and the Hargraves and all those guys. By the way, the lesser players like Apps and all the guys they can consider Gardner Johnson, they're not going to just get one year deals. Those guys are going to get deals where they're going to get paid into the next year. When then the Hurts, okay. like it's it's a complicated it's puzzle. Back You're, to football, Joe. Yeah, it every is. But team, every team, even the Super Bowl winner. The roster changes 15 to 20 players. It happens all the time. and But but you made such this, this big issue. Boy, Howard, if you time. think it's a small issue, I think you're flat wrong. Well, no, but it's not for this year, Joe. It's not this But it will year. still impact who they can sign this month. No, I, 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 Joe, they Come on, come on, Howard. Is, 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 is Bradbury going to take another one-year deal, yes or no? The answer is no. You know that. No, but that, but that has nothing to do with Hurts. That's another issue. <clears throat> that's a uh. that's a totally other issue. And here's the other thing you tied into it, which again you're clueless. Uh, <laughs> clueless. Like Here we go, Ray. Here we go. Rev the engine, right. everybody. Go Lamar ahead. Lamar Jackson's contract will not affect Hertz. I'm going to tell you right now, Lamar Jackson will not get what you apparently think he's going to get. And I wouldn't be sh- shocked if he gets traded. Oh, I agree. Uh, 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 He'll get traded, and it'll be it'll be after hurt signs. He's not going to get that contract. It's not a factor. They already know. They pretty much already know what they're going to have to pay Hurts, and they're working on how they're going to structure it. Look, Joe, it, it's 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 a five letter word, and you can go that far. R E L A X. Maybe, All right. maybe. All but right. I'll just say this, Howard. And then we'll move to the Phils. But I'll say this: I think you're oversimplifying it. Okay. We'll find All out. Right. Howard, I know you've had some time down in spring training. Tell us what you saw, some opportunity to talk to Rob Thompson. What stood out to you? Well, it's just obviously they've got a better roster. They're better defensively. Uh, you still got to see them pitch. I mean, I saw I was there when Painter uh, threw his first live BP and Schwarber hits the home run, and they all have a lot of fun when he hits it in, onto Route 19. Uh, it, it, it's uh, – and then he he started the other day. He's going to be on this roster. And talking to Rob Thompson, he's at times is going to go with a six-man rotation. So uh, a Painter is going – and I was questioning that, you know, and I talked to him multiple times. And he says, no, no you know, I'm not worried about his age. We'll see how he pitches. Now he, he pitched two innings, gave up a run. I don't know. Uh, I mean, he, he threw well, but he still gave up a run in, in the two innings he pitched. But – He's going to be a good pitcher, uh, and it sounds like Rob Thompson is already kind of just, and he wants to make sure that he pitches well in spring training, that he's going to come up when this team comes up, and mm-hmm. he's not worried about the days off in April, which because it, it, as a fist starter, he could also uh, give other pitchers rest. They're, they're big into health now, and they give pitchers an extra day rest. So, Notice that obviously Trey Turner fits in really well. Harper was not there yet, and I guess he's going to be there probably in a week. Uh, but he's still hurt. Uh, the clock was interesting watching it uh, in in BP live BP and in uh, the game. Uh, it's not going to be an adjustment for a lot of people, but it is going to be an adjustment for Bryce Harper. Hmm. He does too, and Rob Thompson even uh, admitted as much because he doesn't have time to work on it because he's going to be out for three months. You can't just simulate that without being in a game. Hmm. And he does so many things at home plate, and then when he walks up to the plate, he doesn't walk up until his music starts. They don't care when the music starts. That clock's going to start. Uh, So there's a lot of different facets to it. Uh, But, yeah, obviously – 
they're better defensively in the infield. Uh, I know people whine about Reese Hoskins. I, I think you need his bat in the lineup. I'd hit him either three or five. I gave my lineup to Rob Thompson, and he kept it, and I'm sure he'll he'll refer to it when he Sure, he appreciates that insight from you. Yeah, I bet he's, yeah, he's he, cherishing he that. <laughs> he did. He did. That thing might end up in the Baseball Hall of Fame. I'll tell you, Skip. Howard. Thanks there, Skipper. Howard, when you when you have those inside baseball conversations, uh, you know there's there's always some Phillies players during uh, spring training who are being talked about by the coaches, by the players because they look better, they look different this year. Who are those guys for the Phillies right now? Well, they. Uh, I was talking. <laughs> it's funny. I talk to Charlie Manuel all the time, and we always refer. When I start the conversation, I said, Charlie, I'm going to drop your ass right now. And it's just. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so we can. And fear grows in his eyes. As yeah, right. Now, well, that's that's what he said to me mm-hmm. back when he always came after me. Uh, so, but anyway, I talked to him uh, quite a bit about Alec Bohm. And the last two months of the season, he started to hit the ball more to all fields. He was pretty, pretty much hitting it to right field. And he started to hit it, uh, and Charlie likes the way he's he's developing as a hitter. He's not going to be, apparently, he's just not going to be a power hitter, which you'd like to get out of your third baseman. But they think he's going to be a better hitter. Now, defensively, he's still just going to be okay. I never think he's he's going to be what everybody wants a third baseman to be. You want defense at uh, you want defense up the middle, but you like to have your third baseman uh, be pretty good defensively. But uh, they think he's going to be better. Uh, then you've got Trey Turner and shortstop, so you know uh, what goes on there. We straightened out Trey Turner. It was never a question, in my opinion, and it's not a question now for Rob Thompson. Trey Turner will lead off even when Harper comes back. He will be the leadoff hitter. That's great. That's and, great. And, and that's the way it should be. Howard, let me let me combine two former Philly athletes, and I'll just put it to you this way and give me the answer. Who will have a longer career moving forward in their sport, Ben Simmons or Carson Wentz? Who lasts longer? Ben Simmons. And here's why I say, well, they're both going to be – Carson Wentz will be around next year because everybody signs a backup quarterback, and he's going to be a backup, and that, that's what he's going to be. But Ben Simmons – NBA just lingers – and just players just don't go away because there's so many teams that somebody will, will take him for their bench because he's 6'10 and he plays some defense. Can't score a little bit. <laughs> no. And yeah. and I saw not I taking think, the court though these days, Howard. And there's you know conf- and there's a report that they're shutting him down for the season and the Nets deny it, but they haven't played him in about two weeks. He's going to be around because. The, Players are always going to take their money, but it doesn't matter. He's going to be irrelevant. And then I saw Brandon Ingram last night, the player taken after him, score 40, I think it was 43 points last night. Uh, it's just it's just like unbelievable. It hurts. Like, yeah. uh, it, and that's, hey, you it's make just mistakes. Disgusting. They, they made a mistake, but you had him in the Hall of Fame, Joe. So. I was he wrong. Did. I was hey, wrong. Howard, I got one last thing, bringing it back to football. Why does it feel like Jonathan Gannon ran away from our scrutiny and got away with it? Okay, I, I want to address this, too. And, and, you know, I guess obviously I have to address it to both of you geniuses. All right, after a game, the coordinators never speak. If they were required to speak after the game, they would have spoken. I actually, I know it's uncommon uh, for a lot of you guys, I spoke to Jonathan Gannon Sunday night. I spoke to him, you know, 
back at the hotel. Was he despondent? He said uh, his, and he admitted when he spoke the other day that he made some mistakes and he's got to take accountability. On the, on the, the, why isn't he? On one of the touchdowns where the player was open, well, he is. He, he is. If somebody asked him the question, he said he was responsible. And he told me on that, that one of the touchdowns, he should not have called. He had the bad play call. That was the one with the blitz. But then I checked yesterday uh, with a player. And either the, the linebacker or the or the tight or the defensive end uh, didn't carry out their responsibility. All right, so he didn't think that he made a good play call. He admitted that to me, and he would have admitted it to anybody else if he was still with the Eagles. But and if again, he was still coaches, the coordinators, the John, the coordinators don't speak <laughs> after games, right after games. Yeah. And in the case after the, the end of the season, it's a different kind he, of game. Yeah, but but they none of them speak. None of them. I it, it just if none of them. I I if the NFL. So we're just giving them a pass. But 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 no, we're not giving them a pass. Let's let's lay this out the way it is. And You're giving them a pass, Howard. Uh, no, I'm not giving them a pass. All right, 14 points were scored uh, that weren't against the defense. So the defense only gave up 24. On the other touchdown where the receiver was wide open, Darius Slay lost contact. So big play Slay didn't make a big play because he left his responsibility go. So why are the players not accountable in that situation? They are. Uh, on the blitz, he Bad admitted to me. Yeah, I agree with Bad job, Gannon. Also. Yeah, look, I, I agree with both of you. The player's responsible. The coach is responsible. And it is frustrating that he, he basically did not address it much. Frustrating he, that you know, Howard's but, but, you know, but look at all the Gannon. look at all the plays. That, I know, that Howard. I get it. The defense. I get you it. Know, Spagnolo, which everybody thinks is the greatest defensive coordinator in, in you know forever, uh, they gave up thirty five points. Yeah, more points. Nine. I know. Okay. All right, King. Uh, stay well. Uh, love having you on the show again, hey, Howard. Joe, uh, one every final Thursday. Thing for you, one yes. final question for you before yes. I go. Yeah. All right, uh, on opening day, uh, I'm sure you guys will do the show at the ballpark, right? Hopefully. Okay. Are you going to wear your Phillies, uh, whatever you call it? I have to. Uniform. Okay. Well, then then I have a job Blue to do. Blue stained be- now. It's really going to be embarrassing job. if, like, one of the players or the manager joins us that day and it's like, you know, talk show host in Phillies uniform, Rod manager in Phillies uniform. Boy, that's going to be embarrassing. Okay, well, if you do, if you do, let me know because I'm going to get a Halloween trick-or-treat bag for you so you can take it to the ballpark. (laughs) Get out of here, King. Thanks, buddy. All right, there he is, the King, Howard Eskin. All right, 215-592-9494. In addition to all the calls up ahead, we will also get to uh, Andrew Painter, what he said after the game yesterday, his first uh, performance in spring training this year. That and uh, much more up ahead on 94 WIP. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code RIA and receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, and daily boosted odds specials. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play. Brought to you by Window Nation. Well, Sixers had a couple players step up big in the absence of Joel Embiid at Miami. Tyrese Maxey, 27. Paul Reed, a double-double, 16 points, career-high, 14 rebounds as the Sixers beat up on the Heat, 119-96. Sixers right back at it tonight in Dallas against Luka Doncic and the Mavs. 19-year-old Andrew Painter made his spring training debut in the Phillies tie with the Twins, showing some of the promise that has a lot of people excited. Allowed one run, three hits, 
and a strikeout in two innings, touching 99. Beat the rush with off-season pricing at Window Nation. Get two windows free with every two you buy and pay nothing for two years. Call 866-90-NATION or go to windownation.com. NBC 10 first alert forecast. Chance of showers early, then mostly cloudy, a high of 63. It is currently 44. To stream 94 WIP, tell your smart speaker to play 94 WIP. All right, on this Thursday morning, good morning to you, Joe Cameron and John Ritchie. It is uh, 94 WIP, ninth day of this, the uh, the new morning show. And um, a lot of talk today about uh, players and coaches, relationships, trust, broken trust, apologies, no apology. Joe wants to break the unity of the Phillies organization completely. Arrive. I want to just strengthen, destroy it. I want to strengthen the Smash ties. the unity. It's and, like the best vibes we've in seen in Philadelphia baseball in, yeah. in over a decade. Yeah. <laughs> That's you, true. Look at you piling Think on. about that. Oh, I love Think it. about that. This team, they believed in their guy and Rob Thompson yeah. in the way that he worked. And they'll believe in him more if he says, you're a big guy. I messed up, man. My fault. Does that- he actually have to use the words big guy? Yes, because you're honoring <laughs> big Wheeler guy. as the guy. See, that's the say, kid. He's I, the guy. I've Although always, Andrew Painter's taller. I've always been more upset with, with uh, Wheeler. And I know that's how they're trained now. But I wanted Wheeler to say no. Well, but the problem is the manager already made the call to the bullpen. There is nothing Uh, Wheeler can do. Well, at least throw a tantrum on the mound. (laughs) Well, that would not – yeah, I I know you're joking a little bit. (laughs) Look, I I too wish, uh, Rhea, that there was that sort of Kurt Schilling, how dare you? Yeah. Don't don't come out here on me. I agree with you, but these guys are trained differently. And to the old Francona-Schilling relationship, and any manager Schilling had, I suppose it was also – well, for Gozi, obviously – no. Um, you know, there was more conversation that used to happen. No. I mean, I love Rob Thompson, but him just stepping out, going across the line, making the call to the bullpen. I hate predetermined stuff because, again, you, you needed to do something different to beat that team. Yeah, and I thought no. it was very simple. Leave your best pitcher in the game. I actually thought it was really simple. Let's go to the they phones. were trying to do something different to beat that team. They were trying to pair lefties against the good I pocket know. of lefties I that know. they were about to face. Well, that was the plan. He was executing the plan. And now going back and apologizing to Zach Wheeler is undermining your authority as the manager. Well, when you've got a, a, a seven to eighth month journey up ahead, I think it's warranted. I mean, this isn't. They it, love the guy and the way he operates. They understand it did not work out in the game. Clearly, they, and they understand yeah. why it didn't work out. And it's because Alvarado couldn't make the pitches. All right. So the, the, the Phil's thing with this spring and whether you think that's a situation that needs to be addressed or perhaps even include an apology from the Phil skipper, Rob Thompson, a wheeler, plus the Gardner Johnson thing yesterday, his tweet about Jonathan Gannon. What do you think Nick Sirianni thinks about it? What do you think Howie Roseman thinks about it? What do you think his teammates think about it? Probably different things, by the way. And could it impact and should it impact C.J. Gardner-Johnson's stayability with the Eagles? I don't think it will, but it could. It is possible. Let's go to the phones. Let's talk to uh, – we'll also get this segment up ahead here to uh, to uh, Andrew Painter and what he said after that performance yesterday. Dewey with us right now in Royersford. What's up, Dewey? Hey, Joe. 
What's up, Pat? Boy, you're a ball of energy in the morning. Hold on. Yeah. Oh, Boom! On. Shout yeah. out of the king. I'm wide awake. Hey, what's up, James? What's up, John? Dude, How are you? Dude, we've been up for like five hours. Man. Yeah, exactly. I've been on hold. I've been on hold. <laughs> I'm wide awake, but you, you know. Another Give it right back to him, Dewey. I know I'm popped for you guys, are, so I expect to be on hold. <laughs> all right, all good, bro. Uh, okay, um, two things on the fills. All right. Yeah. The one, uh, and I'm, I agree with you most of the time, Joe, but this one time. Ooh. I disagree. Okay. Uh, the, your, your take on the uh, Rob Thompson apology thing. I'm going to give you two analogies that you'll know real well. 92 and 93. All right? Mm-hmm. Both are extreme, extreme outcomes, just like what happened to our Phils. 92, uh, Doug Drayback's pitching a great game. I was, I, was, game. I was at that game. Okay. Well, what were you saying um, when Drayback almost said the no-hitter, or were you saying a playoff game? No, 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 no. You know, when Francisco Cabrera. Uh, I got you. I was at Sid Breen scored sorry. from second. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, yeah. of course. So, yeah, of course. I was not at that game. I was at the game at the I was going right. to say, I would have been surprised. <laughs> that game. All right, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, so Drayback pitched a great game. That was the Pirates' ace that year. Uh, their only weakness on that team last year, that year, was their closer, Stan Belinda. Okay. Uh, he was up and down that year. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the outfield, you know, Bonds and I left. Got you. And then the, you know the team. They hit to left and, and Bonds. Bonds and center, Vinny yep. and right. Yeah, yep. great yep. team. So, he, the slowest guy on the field gets on first base in the ninth. Yeah, Sid Bream. Uh, Sid Bream had a brace on his knee. Yep. But, you know, um, he panicked. From Mount Holly Springs, PA. Wow, there look you at go. you, John. Wow. From Pittsburgh. Yeah. You know so where the, you know where the catcher, home. Spanky LeVauer, was from? Love Spanky. Uh, no, one of the best names ever, Spanky. I have no idea, by the way. I just wanted to test you, John. Spanky, I, I really, I just, I just wanted to say Spanky Lavauer. All right, go ahead, Doey. So, he made a mistake. All right. Yep. He put in Stan Belinda, who was their weakness that year, and we all know what happened. Francisco Cabrera had like eight at bats then. So you're, you're basically you're, you're, you're asking me should Jim Leland have apologized? That's what you're asking me, right? And he didn't. And he had not, my, my, here was my here's my point of it. The outcome. Speaks volumes. You don't have to apologize. The whole country watched what happened. Yeah. If I mean, so there's no need to apologize. Um, and then I was going to say, do we? What if? Hold on, hold on. Do we? Hold on. I get your point. Time. It's interesting. What if Zach Wheeler's? What if Zach Wheeler? And I don't know that he does, but I'm going to yep. give you a hypothetical. What if Zach Wheeler enters spring training trusting his manager less? What if he's not built like you and wanting everyone John, to apologize for everything? But forget, forget whether it's about an apology. What if you, as a player, I mean, John, you played for Bill. I can't Ca- imagine. John, hold on. You played for the, Bill Callahan. All the apologies, you, all the apologies that you would be expecting in in these sports, yep. like they just never arrived. They never come. You can't apologize. Do we give exactly. me an, give me an answer? Something unique I in a movie? Do real quick. He's got to be thick skinned. Yeah. yeah. Give me give me a, give me a movie. Anybody on that eighty team? Do we give me give me a movie? Okay. Um, uh, Jaws. And what's unique? And it's, the, it, it's the first time they were showing people just laying over the beach, going out in the water, getting eaten by sharks. <laughs> okay, you got it, man. There's more unique things in Jaws from movie so perspective. Yes, there are. So, John, you played for Bill Callahan. For those that don't know, John played for some very notable co- coaches, Andy Reid and John Gruden. But in between there was this Bill Callahan guy, who, John, you and your teammates were not a big fan of. Now, you, you know. I'm not saying some major issues. Yeah, I don't know. That there's any redeeming in a situation like that. But wouldn't you at least have appreciated if he fessed up, or any boss you've ever had, if if a boss messed up, that there's some degree of fess up. You know when things mess up. You understand when things go wrong. The team understands that Jose Alvarado couldn't hit his pitches the way he should have, and that's why the plan didn't work. the The fault 
you know, That's falls part of on it. your 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 teammates and and you for not doing more. You know, like like you, it's spread around differently than you seem to think. Well, it's spread around. all right, James. Let me ask you a question: If you were Rob Thompson this spring, what would you do? I would probably talk to Wheeler. I wouldn't go up and apologize, but I would probably just have a conversation with him about it and explain my thinking and and why I did it and see where Wheeler's at with it. But I don't think you have to go in and be like, I'm so sorry, Zach. I shouldn't have taken you out. Like, I think think just go in and and talk to him about it and see where his head's at and see if he, look, if he is really upset, then you can adjust and be like, hey, I'm sorry I did that. You know, it was what I felt in the moment. So you're open-minded to that. I'm open-minded to it, but I would not go in apologizing, but I would have a conversation about it. There's and I'm, I'm, I mean, they, no they might have already. No apologies necessary. Yeah. I would be surprised if some conversation has not been held already. I mean, it could have happened in November for all we know. Sure. I mean, the season ended four it months ago. Could have been that night. He could have gone to him yeah, after the game and said, hey, Zach, you know, we don't know. Yeah, no, that is possible. Let's go to the Sledgehammer, Mark, in Collegeville. How you doing, Sledgy? What's up, Joe? What's up, John? What's up, Sledgling? Not much. Now, before I get into what I was going to get into, I'm going to say this. It's Rob Thompson's job, and whatever the moment presents, to do what he feels in the best interest of the team to get the best results. No question. So, yep. So, you know, whether he did or he didn't apologize to Wheeler is irrelevant. He did what he felt at that precise moment was the best interest of the team to win. That's correct. So, and Wheeler knows that. Yeah, yeah Wheeler, no, Wheeler knows his intent was good. We, listen, Wheeler doesn't think he it sabotaged the game on purpose. But Wheeler, yeah, no. might, but 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 Sledge, Wheeler might be seriously disappointed that as the ace of the staff in the midst of a great year and a great postseason run and a great game, he was not trusted to do more. I'm I mean, he, sure he is. He could be but really at, ticked by that. But at the same time, he's also a professional. He's a veteran, and he knows that whatever the manager decides at that moment. He's doing it in the best interest of the team, so yep. he can't hold it to heart. Yeah. So, with that said, before I get to my Eagles thing real quick, I need to compliment you on something, Joe. Mm. I know everyone like, likes to use you as a pinata. I'm no different. But here's one of the rarities where I actually got to give you props on something. You're a very cordial person. And what do I mean by that is, you know, Richie, I extended an offer out to Joe privately, and it was, you know, me and Mrs. Sledgehammer have a couple open spots to go axe throwing on a on a weekend of our choosing. We offered it for uh, Joe and Amy to come out and, you know, respectfully. And this is one of the things I love about you, Joe. Joe said not right now because, you know, he's still trying to adjust to the new schedule. So I just want to give mm. you props for being cordial Thank like that, you. Joe. I, I appreciate it. Sledge, I appreciate that. He is guy. a very cordial guy. You really are. I also, I also yeah. thought it was deftly handled. Yeah. <laughs> well, and here's what I will say, Mark. Um, it's a good thing he turned you down for the axe throwing because you might not have gotten out alive. That's true. <laughs> yeah, the no. idea of the hammer throwing an axe. That's frightening. I don't know if I can get it over to the shoulder. Uh, I might separate it's, it's the lot, shoulder. It's, it's a lot of fun. But uh, one, one thing I wanted to get on with the Eagles real quick, with our uh, new defensive coordinator, uh, I forget, what was his name again? Desai. Desai. All right. So – do, how, how do we know how he did? Because if, if I remember correctly, Seattle's defense wasn't exactly the greatest, but they also weren't the worst. So, like, what what are we expecting from him coming in, like, scheme-wise, personnel? Yeah. Like, I mean, we don't know what personnel. Well, Sirianni, says, yet, Sirianni but... says the scheme is similar to Gannon. So, <laughs> you know, yeah, that's that's the main thing. Look, personnel will say. Sledge, give me an answer here, man. What was unique in a movie? 
what was unique in the movie, I gave it to Jimmy, and he, he was excited about it. So, 95, the first time ever CGI was used in a full-length movie, Toy Story. It's a big answer. Yeah, it is. I've been, I've been waiting for anything CGI-related. I didn't know it was Toy Story. That's, uh, that's a good answer. Speaking of answers, we have Twitter poll uh, question of the day answers here. And Twitter poll question today is brought to us by Armin Chevrolet of Ardmore. Armin Chevrolet is celebrating their 23rd anniversary. Armin Chevy is your Silverado truck headquarters. Find new roads at ArminChevy.com. So we were trying to assess a couple days ago, and we struggled mightily at the end of the show to know the answer. What is the best use of a song ever in a movie? And based on the answers we had two days ago on the show, we said, all right, let's put a, a poll question together. We're actually four different poll questions today. So the 7 a.m. hour one, John, the four choices up the last hour or so uh, for best use of a song in a movie was um, from The Breakfast Club, Don't You Forget About Me, very end, obviously, Ooh. from A Star Is Born, Shallow, from um, Ghost, Unchained Melody, oh. and from Top Gun, You've Lost That Loving Feeling. Oh, now, man. let me say this. I believe there is a definitive winner. I do, too. Um, John, what do you think should win? What do you think did win? I think Ghost should win. I think it's the most iconic coupling of song and, and scene. So, uh Ghost wins with 43%. Ghost absolutely should have won. I agree. It got walloped. Ghost got 14% of the vote. Wow. That's a disgrace. Guys, I'm not one. What do they say? The customer's always right. Ah! Customer ain't always right. WIP listeners that voted stink. Well, not the listeners stink. (laughs) Wow. Hold up. Dude, people that voted for, and it's a great one. Wow. It's a great one. Breakfast Club, don't you forget about me? I would have voted for that. 46%? I think that's yeah. the second best answer of that group, but that. I would have voted for Unchained yeah. Melody. I just can't believe you you told our listeners they sting. Yeah, this, it's in not this a very instance, smart uh, listen, approach. Well, it's, Some I mean, people like the Breakfast Club, Joe. Yeah. That's how you're different. And that you're scene biased. is iconic. The fist in the air and the movie, like, it's iconic. It's a good answer. Look. It's a fine second place. It should have been second place, not first place. I would have given it to Ghost, too. I will just say that uh, knowing the listeners from the morning show, a little bit manlier than the guy. (laughs) Now, maybe I'm wrong this time. Maybe the audience, you know, is, is, I don't know. I'm just, I'll say this. I'll be like a parent with an admonishment. I'm disappointed in you. <laughs> I'm disappointed. So, uh, now advancing in the finals in the 9 o'clock hour from 6 a.m., Layla, the great scene in Goodfellas, and from the 7 o'clock yeah, hour, yeah, yeah. and from the 7 o'clock hour, don't you forget about me from the Breakfast Club. They will be in the finals in the 9 o'clock hour. John, this hour's poll. We got some great ones here. 8 a.m. hour poll. The four choices for best use of a song in a movie. You can vote at Sports Radio WIP on Twitter. I Will Always Love You. Oh. Whitney Houston from The Bodyguard. I've had the time of my life, Dirty Dancing, which no, I got to say, Rhea probably doesn't stand much of a chance, given that Boo. Ghost didn't win. But yeah. <laughs> I think Dirty Dancing deserves strong consideration. Uh, oh yeah, well, apparently is the name of it from Ferris Bueller's Day mm-hmm. Off. Bom, bom. Exactly, oh, I do love that. <laughs> That's great. And uh, somewhere over the rainbow, Judy Garland, and obviously Ooh, the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. So you can get voting at Sports Radio WIP on Twitter. We'll get you the results of that one in the nine o'clock hour and get to the finals uh, in that hour. Let's go to David right now in Warminster. Hi, David. Hey, how you guys doing? What's up, David? Um, just prayer, prayers out to uh, the Trotter family. Absolutely, David. No question, man. Yeah, it's a devastating tragedy. 
Yeah, for it, it, Trot, Trot's wife was a wonderful person, man. She really was. Yeah. Uh, just on your thoughts, um, what do you think about trading Darius Slay and, and removing some of the cap space and maybe um, re-signing Bradbury and CJ or maybe possibly re-signing Hardigan? Hmm. I don't love it. I mean, I'm open-minded to any combination makes you better, but Slay's really good, man. He is really good, but what he's talking about, if it enables you to get two really good guys for one. And he's I'll older than both those guys. Yeah. 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 I don't I mean, know. It's something I'm, to consider. It's I'd consider it. I'm not in a hurry to go down that road, but I'd want to I mean, let me put it this if way, If you had David. to choose one, though, between Slay and Bradbury, I personally go Bradbury. Because of the youth, I, I think he's got three years on him, or somewhere thereabouts. Uh, mm. And Bradbury is really good. He's not as flashy, I guess, as Darius Slay. But James Bradbury will come up. He will strike you. He'll tackle. He's great in zone and man. He's you know very versatile, very smart. Mm. If you had to pick one. James, what are their ages? I mean, what are we doing? I think Slay's 33 and Bradbury's 30. That's not a big – well, in football, you fall off a cliff very fast. Yeah, I mean, Darrell Revis yeah. really fell off a cliff. Now, he had some injuries. Yeah, I had, um, You know what? I'm with John. I mean, look, I, I, yeah, I suppose in the next five years, Bradbury will be better than Slay in the next five years or maybe the next three. But you're also – now you're starting to really get into shifty mode. So Slay's I mean, 32. He turns 33 at the end of next season. I do worry a little bit about, like – it's a lot Shifty of machinations. It's a lot of machinations. I mean, what am I getting back for Slay? Am I time? Like, am I timing this up the first day of free agency? Your GM's so that- the ultimate wheeler and dealer, though. Like, if anyone can can put machinations together and make it all work together, it's Howie. I guess, but I'm just—it is complicated. I'll just say that. I mean, you better do it quick because Bradbury will probably get signed by somebody quick. Do you want to know how bad Gannon was? No one complains about Bradbury in the hold because he stood up. To your point that you made earlier, John, he was a stand-up guy, and everybody kind of thought it was ticky-tack. But, I mean, I was just thinking about that. We're all like, yeah, I'd like Bradbury back. And nobody and yeah. rarely complains about that play yeah. in the Super Bowl. All right, David, give me a big answer for something unique in a movie. Well, I'm a horror flick kind of guy, so I'm going to go with the movie called Teeth. Okay, you got it, man. I'll tell you, I think – I couldn't hear it. Yeah, well, to me, so I'm trying to figure out. He said heat. I don't know what he said. Something about war. (laughs) Heat's a great movie. The phone stunk. Uh, Listen, uh, point point of point of uh, public service announcement. If if you want to have a a relatively long call, have a good phone. Is that rude, James? Is that my second rude? No, that that is not rude at all. That is a basic (laughs) fact of WIP. Because in the end, I'm looking out for the the listener. Yeah, like I want to I want to engage with the caller, but I want the listener to be like it's a prerequisite. It does kind yeah, of matter. Yeah, he sounded fine when he was on hold. Sometimes they're fine when they get on hold and whatever, but yeah. Speaking of uh, listeners uh, and listening, you'll be able to listen to uh, what Andrew Painter said right after that game yesterday. That's coming up in just one minute. Join me now in Bet Pro and College Hoops, golf, hockey, MMA, and so much more. The Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app has you covered. Get odds, bets, slots, and games right in the palm of your hand. It's safe, secure, and easy to use. The official sportsbook for the real sports fan, the only sportsbook and casino app I've recommended on air for the last several years. 
Bet more than just the score. Bet player and game props and more. Bet on player performances. And with live in-game betting, you can bet during the game. Bet on player points, assists, and rebounds. And check out Pro Basketball tonight. We're three-point underdogs in Dallas, plus 123 on the money line. Join me now, and new users can get up to $750 in sportsbook bonus back if your first bet isn't a winner. Download the app and start playing instantly with the Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app. You must be 21 and in Pennsylvania or New Jersey. See betparks.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. All right, Joe to Camera, John Ritchie, new WIP Morning Show. Rhea and James with us uh, as well. And uh, hopefully, Andrew Painter will be with us in Philadelphia sports. For, oh, he's with us. Man, hopefully, We're with we, him. 15 years. I mean, it could be, it could be 20 he years. He could carry all of us. I mean, if he's, he's like a Ver- giant. Well, he is. And if he's like Verlander and Scherzer, and those guys hop teams, but if you get to your 38, 39, 40, 41, I mean, he could be he could be a pitcher here for 20 years. Dude's 19 years old. Um, wow. Can you imagine? Yeah. And by the way, if you didn't see him yesterday, and I've never seen him, he is really big. He's 6'7". And when you see it, you'll be like, wow, that guy's big. It goes to show you how big Randy Johnson was at 6'10". Wow. Oh, yeah, <laughs> buddy. You know. Oh, yeah. Big unit was something, man. So, um, well, and Painter, too, with the release, he releases the ball so late and with his height, like, man, he's he's really impressive. And I'm not a specialist on, like, this kind of stuff, but I'll just say, from what I saw yesterday, it looked to me like his ball is, I'll use the term, heavy. Like, yeah. The guy's got a heavy ball. Yeah, you're right. Like, late movement, maybe you know, tough for the batter there. But I will say, some batters barreled him up pretty good and got some some hard knocks. Yeah. Um, but, look, in the end, it was two innings. It was one run, but it was high velocity. And uh, it's exciting. It's really exciting to know this guy's coming to Philly sometime soon, maybe when they break camp, maybe sometime this spring or summer. Um, so let's let's get to Painter, though, after the game, because obviously he talked about his performance. Felt pretty good. Um, just going out there, you know, working on stuff. Obviously, it's early. Um, felt satisfied with the cutters that I threw. Um, it was pretty fastball heavy today. Um, would have liked to be in the zone a little more, and that's something that, you know, I'll build off of going into next start. Um, but really just really trying to focus on, on getting ahead early. I fell behind in a lot of counts, and that's where, you know, going to hitters counts and give them a heater, and they're going to hit it. Yeah, a lot of young pitchers and a lot of power young pitchers, and we just referenced Randy Johnson. He's an example. Very wild early in his career, and it's part of what takes a pitcher sometimes. And this is, you know, it could keep Andrew Painter from the from the majors to start the year. We'll see. For what it's worth in the minors, amazing control. I mean, he only great. had .6 walks per nine in, in AA last year. Only like 20-something innings, but still .6. Yeah, but 20 innings is really... Yeah, but throughout the minors, he does not walk guys. Yeah. All right, well, that's great. Painter, more from Painter yesterday after the game, and how about it? His teammate, Brandon Marsh, actually jumping in, is asking questions. Marsh, you got a question? Oh, sorry. Yeah, Andrew, Andrew um, pitch clock, did you feel rushed today or not? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, we're going right for it, huh? Felt all right, felt all right. Wasn't too bad. Vibes, Joe. I was telling you. I mean, Marsh in there asking a question. I mean, this is fun, man. These guys are having fun with yeah. each other. They're like, this is a lot. This, yeah. I, I'm with you. I, this, this matters to me. I think it's important. It's good. I'm, I'm with you. It's good. Look, Brandon Marsh, when we would see them party, and I was going to say after when the rounds were over and they'd celebrate or even on the field, I mean, Marsh was quintessential party animal guy. Well, he looks like one. He does. <laughs> like, helps. he was in there. It was always like, he was in there. Bone was He's always in there. Castellanos was yeah. always, like, right yeah. in the middle of it. A core, core element of the party. So, uh, listen. Mayton was also a big part of a lot of this. Mayton was into that. Yeah. yeah There's I'll no doubt. I doubt they'll that. be partying a lot in Detroit this no. year, sadly, uh-huh. for him. But Tell you what, man. They could have had Scherzer and uh, 
Who's the other dude? The other great pitcher from uh, Verlander. Verlander, yeah. Well, they had Scherzer, Verlander. They had been together, yeah, John, and geez. lost them. Like the last 10 years, they could have had Verlander and Scherzer. Well, Dombrowski. Dombrowski was the GM oh, of the yeah. Tigers who put those guys together there. Unbelievable. All right, 215-592-9494. Let's go to uh, – let's talk to Bridget right now. Hi, Bridget. Hey, guys. Good morning. How is, how's your day going so far? Great, Bridget. Okay. I'm going to have to agree with John on this one. I don't think – you don't need to open up a can of worms. Well, it's a bigger can of worms if you don't at least address it, Bridget. I mean, the last thing I would want if I'm the player is my manager doesn't even talk to me about it. Well, that's true. Okay. <laughs> Look, I, 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 I do think they've talked about it. I think it's important for any coach, head coach, manager to show conviction and to impress that upon his players. Like, you believe in what, you're, what you've set out as the game plan. Listen, Bridget. It's fine to follow the game plan, Bridget, man. 9.15 today, we're going to have life advice with the hammer. Sometimes I do a little early advice. Here's my early advice. Don't over-apologize in life. But if you mess up in Game 6 of the World Series with your star pitcher, apologize. <laughs> That's the way I look at it. Very simple. I got very simple rules in life. All right, Bridget, give okay. me a big-time answer for what was unique in a movie. How about the scene in Empire Strikes Back when Darth Vader says, I am your father. Yeah, it's a plot twist. It's a I, plot twist. I wouldn't call it yeah. unique. We're not looking also just... doesn't say that. That's right? right. John, what does he actually say? No, I am your father. So this goes <laughs> back to, what is it, Tommy Boy? Yeah, yeah Tommy I Boy. I think so. Him sitting in front of the fan going, Luke, I am your father. And everyone it's thinks. changed everyone's perspective. That's not what you heard. It's amazing. Not an empire. It's That's just amazing. Slightly, yeah. Slight variation. And James in Casablanca, play it again, Sam. Yeah, it's just play it, Sam. Yeah. He says play it, Sam. And Rhea, everyone says play it again, Sam. It, correct. Yes. Which is there incorrect. There are a few of those. Yeah, it just yeah. comes wow. into, you know, it's just people hear stuff and it becomes part of the lexicon. That is real. That's really amazing. 215-592-9494 to Tom in Roxborough right now. Good morning, Tom. Hey, how are you doing? I just wanted to talk about the whole idea of apologizing on the, uh, you know, to sports Figures, I, I just feel that's such a generational thing. Nobody, coaches don't apologize for making decisions in games. It just doesn't happen. Well, it doesn't normally whole, happen. Does not normally happen. Yeah, and the whole idea. Well, and John, uh, the Eagles throwing Jonathan Gannon under the bus. How could they throw him under the bus if they offered him a, a, a huge contract to stay? I. I don't know how I feel about that. John, I, that, I don't think you believed it from the time it happened, right? Yeah, that's out there. Uh, is that real? Is that like? It, uh, uh, look, I, I tend to I tend to believe. Why would they even put it out there? No, I mean, Jonathan put it out crazy. there. Gannon put it out there. Yeah, it makes sense that his side would. Sure. I tend to believe it, Tom, but we don't know. Things it's possible, but I think it's unlikely. I, I think it's crazy. Well, you, listen, I think it's crazy great... that he would take that job. If, if everything else, if I the mean, money were equal. Let me just say this, Tom, and I know people are not going to like the comparison. It's not about who's better. It's just about circumstances. The Eagles paid Jim Johnson a lot of money to not be a head coach. I mean, I'm just giving you a fact. They, they, he was an extremely well-paid defensive coordinator because they believed in him. Jeffrey Lurie, Howie Roseman, has that knowledge from 15, 20 years ago. And they obviously liked Gannon. Now, the Super Bowl was not good. But, you know, they, they believed them up until that point. I think it's very likely that the Eagles made an aggressive bid to keep Gannon, and Gannon said, I'm going to go take the head coaching gig. 
Yeah, no doubt. I, I don't. I, I don't doubt it. Uh, Syria, that's right up in Sirianni and 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 Howie's uh, wheelhouse. Because yeah. honestly, one of the most important. Listen, I think the two best things Andy Reid did. I'm just going back to that for a second. Two best things he did was draft Donovan McNabb and hire Jim Johnson. And and you know when you have someone you believe in, damn man, you better hold on to him. So as as well, best yeah, as, I don't think Jim Johnson. I don't. He may never have aspired to be. Yeah, a he didn't want to go. But but San Francisco. He been San, as a defensive coordinator. I know, but San Fran came after him hard one year, and 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 he he rebuffed it, and he got paid. Tom, give me an answer, man. What was unique in a movie? Forrest Gump. All, uh, putting him into all the historic news clips and everything. You know, yeah. I, I thought that was unreal, uh, unbelievable. That's a really good answer. That's I mean, really neat. So he teaches Elvis, what, how to dance or how to sing or whatever it is? The Alabama football the game. moves. Alabama football. He's playing for Bear Bryant. With multiple presidents, right? LBJ was one. Was it Kennedy, maybe? Kennedy. Part of the Olympics. I mean, yeah, ping pong. In, yeah, ping the ping pong. pong thing, all that, yeah. Did he meet John Lennon? Ah, it sounds familiar, but I can't remember. Feels like it. I Another think... movie I hate it. You oh, did? Come on, <laughs> man! That's like, do, do you not like movies? Yes. Really? I do like movies. I just have certain movies I hate. And what was the issue? Uh, I found it very long. I found Jenny very annoying. Jenny is annoying. Yeah, Joe I hates mean, Jenny. Yeah, she, oh, okay. So you and I have that in common. I, that was she tough. was so she was so horrible to him. She was. She was. I mean, I, I so I think on just a um, personal. Thing, yeah. It just bothered me. Yeah, I resented her. I did too. Yeah. I could look right, past well, that's, it. So that's that's really my biggest thing. I hated her. Yeah, no, it was tough. It was. The movie was great. The movie was your heart. Yeah. That Forrest was mistreated. Yes. Yeah. What a movie. I, I agree. All right, let's go to Felipe right now in Allentown. Hi, Felipe. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, Felipe. Is it is it Philippe or Felipe? It's Felipe, but uh, Felipe. lots of Americans say it's Felipe. So, okay. Felipe. Felipe it is. It's Luis Felipe, actually. Oh, wow. Nice. Portuguese. Anyways, I called to come in on uh, Joe's behalf here. Hopper doesn't just owe Wheeler an apology. He owes us fans an apology because what did he do in the biggest game of the year? He pulls a Girardi. He goes to the book. He doesn't actually <laughs> trust his eyes. What is he seeing? His best pitcher was breaking Bats. Let me repeat that for the people out there. Your best pitcher is breaking bats. As soon as Topper comes out of the dugout, I knew it was a mistake. Joe, you knew it was a mistake. Yep. The Astros knew it was a mistake. Therefore, huge mistake. Well, a huge Top- mistake indeed. It's funny. I wouldn't go as far as to say an apology to the fans because <laughs> I think some things you can keep in-house. But um, it was a Should Jose move. Alvarado be apologizing? He probably did, John. Alvarado probably apologized <laughs> to Zach Wheeler. He probably well, said, what about us? I mean, was that true? So, uh, Seltzer might know this. So what was it? That he was actually better against righties? Is that what you said? Le- uh, I was on the phone. Lefties. He had reverse splits, I believe. Did Alvarado so, have reverse splits, James? I don't know that. I'll look and it up. Alvarez. Alvarez, the batter. Oh, oh. oh he's right about that. Yes. He is right yes. about that. Alvarez did, was better against lefties last year. I do remember that. So you can't even say that the book was better. Uh, total mistake. And the margin of error was slim, and that's why we're all upset. <laughs> By the way, the fact that it was like a, I don't know, 700 freaking foot home run. Yeah. That made it. I mean, that was, that had to be the longest home run in a big spot I've ever seen in a Phillies game. I mean, as much oh. as Matt Stairs was a no, bum. No, no, yeah, well, Kyle Schwarber's in the, the, er, in the yeah. Padres series, but it wasn't his biggest spot, it wasn't his obviously, biggest spot. but that was the longest yeah. one I've How ever seen. How far was Joe Carter's? 
Not as far. Not that far. far. No, it felt no, like it. No, it, was, it did it feel like it, but no, it got over left field, but it wasn't like a bomb. Yeah, Alvarez's was like a moonshot. Oh, Alvarez. And it was like dead center, which is hard to do. Yeah. He's All right. strong. Felipe, give me a great answer for something unique in a movie. Did you know that Reese Hoskins was in Edward Scissorhands? Huh? Now, what do we? Yeah, talking? he played the lead role. He still brings. <laughs> oh. oh, you're a bad man. 